This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R if you like. The NHL season is in full swing now, and teams that you'd think would be starting to separate themselves from the pack. When we get into our first game, you'll find out that that's not entirely the case. So joining us now is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. And Nate, we're going to start with the Islanders at the Panthers. Now, the Florida Panthers, the best team in hockey record-wise, and they have been very, very good to get out of the gate. They're still the best team in hockey with 23 points just ahead of the Hurricanes and the Oilers, but they're on a four-game losing streak, and all of a sudden, the Islanders, who are dead last in the Metropolitan, are still a 500 team. So, on the surface, this seems easy, but I assume it's not quite as obvious as it might look. Well, it's kind of funny, Sean, you talk about the the Panthers being there at the top of the Atlantic division, right? Despite losing four in a row, if I can make the football comparison, it's kind of like the Chiefs leading the the AFC West, even though everybody was talking about how horrible they looked, right? I mean, just sometimes weird things happen. But yeah, the Panthers got off to such a hot start to start the season that they have, as you said, have lost four in a row um, and, and still, you know, sit atop the standings. Now, part of that is because in their four losses, two of those have been overtime losses. And so that's managed to uh, their overtime losses are obviously keeping them in the point total uh, in, in terms of the lead over the course of the NHL. But the really interesting thing I think about this game uh, tonight is this is where it finally comes to an end for the Islanders. If anybody has been paying attention because their arena was still being finished and wasn't quite ready at the start of the season. The Islanders have played tonight will be uh, the final, the final game. They will have played their first 13 games on the road this season because they have been waiting for their arena to be completed. Um, And that is the case. Now they will finally play a home game this upcoming Saturday. So they'll finish tonight. This is the second night of a back-to-back. They played Tampa last night and lost. Um, So this is the second night of a back-to-back for the Islanders. And then finally the Isles will be able to play a home game. So Sean, the fact that they are to, to go back to what you said, the fact that they are at 500 right now is astonishing. If you consider that they have yet to play a home game. Um, So they're sitting, Sitting at 5-5-2 five, five, and two on the year, having played the 12 games, um, they have lost three in a row. So much like the Panthers, they are on a downswing. Um, this is one I'm actually going to I'm going to take Florida on the money line because I do believe that they are just flat out the better team. I think that this losing streak will come to an end. Um, however, I think this game could be very interesting. And we're going to you know, we can talk about this when we talk about uh, some of the other games here on the podcast. But one of the things I've always noticed, Sean, maybe you have in the NHL and the NBA, I've always noticed when teams go on long road trips, they always seem to play their best in the first game of that trip and the last game of that trip. Have you ever seen that when mm-hmm. you're watching NBA and hockey? Absolutely. And, you know, players will talk about that. Uh, they'll tell you, obviously, they're fired up to start a good road trip. But then, of course, you know, it's long, it's tired. You'd like to get back to sleeping in your own bed. And you're actually a little bit fired up at the end uh, and getting ready to go back home. So it's it's not impossible. It's not even all that unusual for teams on those long road trips. Uh, you'll actually see it in baseball, the same thing. Players just get a little more fired up at the beginning. And even though they're tired, they're excited to go home and they're fired up to get the uh, the game over with, play it and get on the plane but they'd like to have that good feeling on the way out. So you're right. That is something that tends to happen uh, in, in all the sports where you can have lengthy road trips. 
and so I think it's the reason why, Sean, like if you look at the odds and I'm pulling these courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook right now, um, if you if you look at the odds, the the Panthers are only a minus 165 on the money line. And I know that that is a lot of juice. But at the same time, for a team that is seven and zero at home this season, for a team that has the best point total in the entire NHL, you know, you could make an argument that that number should be a lot higher than that, that it should I thought be maybe, it would be. It, that I it thought it'd be a be minus a, 200 plus. Exactly. And, and and there are a lot of games tonight that have heavy favorites like that at the minus 200 plus level. Um, so the Panthers are not quite as as juiced up as you might think, which is part of the reason why I'm going to take them on the money line. And, and even though it is a, a juice, it's not as high as I expect. I don't think that their four game losing streak is going to continue again. Remember, one of those um, losses was in overtime. The other one was in a shootout. So, you know, two of those, they've been able to at least get a point um, despite the fact that they're on a four game losing streak. So I think the Islanders are going to put up a good fight. But to be honest, Sean, I think they put up a lot of fight last night with Tampa. There's obviously quite a rivalry there between the Islanders and Tampa. You go back to last year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and I think the Islanders expended a lot of energy last night. And I think they're just ready for this long road trip to be over. So give me the uh, give me the Panthers uh, on the money line in this one at minus 165. I agree. And the matchup is bad in, in part because you talk about a team that had the first night of the back to back. And then you play a team in Florida who leads the league in assists per game. So they're, gets, they're, they're moving along in assists per game. And that obviously means that this is a team that skates a lot shares the puck a lot those are hard teams to defend it takes a lot of extra effort a lot of extra skating for a team that's tired on any second night of a back-to-back you're playing a better team and a team that skates like the panthers you're probably in trouble and that's one of those where you know i i love trying to find uh plus money where i can but sometimes uh look the favorites are the favorites for a reason i agree with you i think that's probably the case tonight we'll move uh, a little bit north all the not entirely north. That would be more to the Montreal folks, but close enough. Montreal is in New York to take on the Rangers. Uh, The Montreal, the cup uh, contenders and finalists last year, bad start four 11 and two, including only one win on the road in eight tries. And they take on a Rangers team that is coming out of the gate, hot nine, three and three. So that's still, when you think about it points in 12 out of their first 15, this is a pretty good Rangers team. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, I, I think that to a certain extent, I think there's some of uh, the record that might have you scratch your head if you've if you've watched. And I have not had a chance to watch all 15 games uh, for the Rangers this season. But I do know from some of the folks that I follow, a couple, I've been able to watch a little bit of some of the games. They are a little bit up and down. They don't necessarily look like a, a, a team with uh, uh, with that uh, nine, three and three record night in and night out. But at the same time, hey, they're off to a good start. Uh, and, and I think you need to take advantage of that, whereas Montreal has looked um, has looked bad. Um, that is that's just the case in the last 11 times. These two teams have met, by the way, the favorite is nine and two. So I'm going to follow that trend with my pick in this one, Sean. And not only am I going to take the Rangers um, to, to win the contest, but I actually think this is one where we can help ourselves out with the juice and not have to pay as much. And so I'm going to take the Rangers on the 60 minute line. Now, depending upon if you're in a legalized sports book uh, market uh, and you're listening to the podcast, some sites refer to that as a three way line. Some of them call it the 60 minute line. But if you're new to betting on hockey, what you're basically doing is you're betting on what the result will be at the end of regulation. So you have the opportunity to bet either of the 
the two teams or to say that they're tied and they're going to go to overtime. And one of the things that it does is it helps bring the juice down. So the Rangers are a minus 190 on the money line. However, on the 60 minute line, meaning they're going to win without overtime, it goes to minus 120. And so this is me taking advantage of that opportunity because I do think Montreal is going to underperform in this one. I do think that the favorite has consistently performed well when these two teams have played each other, as I just told you in the last 11 contests. So I'm going to take the Rangers in the in the 60 minute line at minus 120. I like that, but see, because I think a lot of people. I know when I first started out looking at, at the apps and everything, that uh, was still a little bit new to it. That I, I understood when it, when they were calling it the sixty-minute line. I get it, but that three-way line, I didn't quite uh, understand that. You'll also see that, for example, uh, obviously in soccer. You'll see that uh, in, in soccer betting over if you're looking at English Premier League or or a League One in, in France. Uh, those three ways, they have the same thing, but that makes sense. That's what it means, and of course it brings the, the odds a, a little bit down because there's a chance of a tie. And so you're picking something that isn't binary and you get a little bit different. So that is an interesting one to look at, and you've brought that up before, especially in hockey. It's an interesting one to look at because these games tend to be so close. And even though you have a, you know, a, a puck line of usually minus one and a half somewhere, not every game. Uh, hockey has a lot of games by one goal or, you know, or they're going into overtime. There's a lot of teams with overtime games. So if you feel comfortable about that, and I would, too, in this, obviously, uh, I think that is the way to go. I think that makes an awful lot of sense. The Canadians have just been bad. And, and as uh, as we know, they made the, the cup final last year. But they were the lowest qualifying team in the entire Stanley Cup playoffs to make it in there. So it was a bit of a, a fluke, with all due respect to the Canadians, who played very well once the, uh, the the time switched over to those playoffs. But otherwise, they weren't a particularly good team. So it's not a, a shock that they're not off to a good start. It is a bit of a surprise that they're off to this poor start, however. I, I like that idea on that 60-minute. That one makes a lot of sense to me as well. Now, a team that has been down for a long time, the Detroit Red Wings, who have just been abysmal for years, it seems. And it's kind of been strange to watch the NHL over the few years of uh, trying to figure out where the Red Wings went. Well, Stevie Wise getting them back a little bit, a little bit. Detroit Red Wings, now they are ahead of the curve, 8-7-2, right in the middle of that Atlantic division. They travel to Dallas to take on the Stars in what used to be uh, a really good rivalry back in the Western Conference, but now you just don't see it as often. How do you look at this one breaking out? Because the Stars are under 500, but they're the favorites. Yeah, they, they are, Sean. And this is actually one we're going to go back to back with the same pick. We're going to take Dallas and regulation uh, in this one because I'm trying to help out the money line. This this for me, um, I'm, I'm you're right about the records in terms of uh, Dallas being sub 500. And of course, Detroit being just above 500, uh, as you talked about. However, this is one where I'm going to take uh, the the circumstances um, in, into account more than I am the records. And that is that Detroit is on the second night of a road back-to-back. They were just in Columbus last night. Um, they played horribly down the stretch. They gave up three goals to Columbus in the final four minutes and 52 seconds and yeah. went from and went from having a one-goal lead to losing five to three. Um, and all of that happened with under five minutes to go in the third period. And um, I think that that's...
that's going to be really frustrating for them. And so I, it, it would not surprise me, Sean, to see Detroit come out tonight in Dallas and actually score first and perhaps have some energy, maybe a little bit ticked off about what happened last night in Columbus. But I think in this road back to back that a rested Dallas team at home is ultimately going to be able to pull away as we go down the stretch. So like I said, Detroit might come out kind of fired up like, shoot, we let it get away from us last night. But I think that ultimately that road back to back is going to catch up to them. And that's why I think Dallas is favored the way that they are, despite the fact that they don't have as good of a record. Um, I think this plays a lot into sort of a uh, Sean, what, what coaches sometimes refer to as a scheduling loss, right? That you're just kind of at the you're, you're just at the mercy of how the uh, the schedules work. Um, and, and I think that's what's going to happen to Detroit uh, tonight. So this is another one where because Dallas is such a heavy favorite, minus 185, if we take them on the 60-minute line, it's just like we were with the Rangers, and it goes to minus 120. Yeah, keep in mind, too, that Braden Holtby of the Stars is day-to-day at the moment. Not that that has been, mattered too much because he's 2-4 and four on the season thus far. That's one of the things to keep in mind, too. I actually look, uh, Nate, at the over on this one at that five uh, five and a half that you usually see on that over under i like the over on this because you look at the goalies on on any of these teams and none of them are all that good uh, obviously uh, tomas grice has been off to a four and five start for detroit and uh, adeljevic is, is four and two but also has had two overtime losses and a goals against of almost three a save percentage of only 918 which is the same percentage that holtby has if he plays at always two and four and anton kudobin at three and two with an overtime loss none of these guys has particularly stood out and so no matter who they end up throwing in goal i don't think you take a look at it and go wow one of these guys is going to shut him down. Uh, the best is Holtby when it comes to the goals against it. He's a 2.54. It's not one of the league's very best. And two of the four, even potential goalies, are over three. So I, th- I like the over in this one as well because neither team has distinguished themselves in net. We'll look at our, our last one. We go out to Vegas where the Golden Knights, uh, once again, Keep their run as welcome to the NHL. You're one of the elite teams. But they take on one of the elite elite teams in the Carolina Hurricanes. This is an early game, Nate, where I look at it and, you know, we're 15 games in roughly before most teams and say, I think this is a bit of a cup preview. <laughs> yeah, I, you're talking about a couple of teams that both have great potential. Obviously, what what Vegas did in terms of the Eichel trade, um, you know, this is a team that is continuing to try to um, improve. And there were a number of teams that were hoping to be in that sweepstakes uh, for that trade. And ultimately, Vegas wound up uh, wound up winning out on it. So you're right. There is a lot of potential for uh, for this to be a, a postseason type of a matchup. So uh, I, I see exactly what you mean uh, with that one. This game to me is kind of an interesting one um, to try to predict because I'll be honest with you, uh, it has not been uh, overly easy so far this season to predict exactly what Vegas is going to do. Um, it's been a bit surprising at times uh, because uh, I, I've had games where I've watched them and said to myself, oh, yeah, that's the Vegas team that I'm used to seeing. Uh, and then I've also had some games that I have said, what in the world is wrong with them? Um, and that's obviously the joy, if you will, of, uh, of, of of betting on all these games, regardless of the sport. You know, as they say, that's why they play the games. Um, this is one, Sean, that I'm actually going to take Carolina on the money line. Um, and here's the reason why it goes back to something we mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast that I said we were going to bring up again later. And that is the way teams tend to perform on the first game 
and the last game of a road trip. And this is the first of a six-game road trip for Carolina. Um, and they started off the year so hot. What was it, 9-0, and I think, was how they right. started yeah. uh, the NHL season. Um, and they've only gone um, – they've gone 2-2 two and two over the course of their last four games, um, whereas the Knights have managed to look pretty hot over the course of uh, the last uh, five that they have played. Um, and they're starting to get healthy. Um, the, you know, they had to start the season off with Art, without Mark Stone, their captain, um, and he has been um, has been back in the lineup. But it, I really think this is actually going to be a spectacular hockey game tonight. But for whatever reason, maybe a little bit of a gut feel, maybe trying to factor in that idea of Carolina wanting to start this road trip off hot against a team that they know is good, um, that I'm just going to lean Carolina's way. So this is not, you know, if we were talking about betting, this is not like a, a multi-unit bet for me. This is one where I'm just like, you know, my gut feels that maybe the Carolina, uh, that, that the, the, the Hurricanes are going to start off their road trip strong. I'm going to throw a dart here at a player prop tonight. And I think when you look at some of these uh, opportunities to score goals, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think Vegas is going to win this game. But it feels to me like Chandler Stevenson is due. Now, he had two points in their last game against Vancouver, but he hasn't scored a goal since the sixth, which is a little bit unusual for a guy who is leading the team right right now. With, with He's got those 15 points already. So I kind of like the idea when looking at the old uh, folks, DraftKings, a anytime goal scorer for Chandler Stevenson is a plus 270. So I'm not really going to gonna put a, a ton on it, but I kind of look at somebody who I think might be able to get it going. Uh, I don't think that, that Carolina is going to get a shutout tonight. I, I obviously really like Jonathan Marcheseau, who always seems to be very good, but the odds on him are not nearly as good. So I kind of like throwing maybe a little dart tonight that Chandler Stevenson is at any time goal scorer. If you feel so bold to think he's going to get either the first or last, uh, you're really getting crazy. Plus 1,600 on either. I'm not going to go that nuts. But I do like the idea of him getting one today at that plus 270. So that player prop for me, uh, I like to look at uh, every once in a while yeah, with those I, teams that, that I'm not really sure. I, I think think I know how the game's going to go, but I don't love the money line necessarily on that one, or I don't love the puck line. I'm like, eh, you know what? Let me let me see if, if there's a goal scorer that I kind of like in this one. Stevenson tonight seems like a good gamble for me. And I think that's good. And Sean, the other thing, I mean, I know this kind of goes without saying, because any of you that have played, you know, NFL fantasy football or DFS know this, that, you know, when, when there's a game that you think could be high scoring, um, that's where you want to look for your player props, right? Because, you know, in a, in a, in a hockey game that might finish two to one, Obviously, it's a lot harder to predict who those three goal scorers are. But in a game that might be four to two um, or, or even higher, you've obviously got a lot more chances for that dart that you're going to throw from a player prop standpoint to hit. So I think that's a really smart one. Here's the other thing. This game, as of right now, as of when we're recording, is sitting with an over under right at six. If this were at five and a half, Sean, I'd be hammering the over. Yeah, these two teams, Nate, are fifth and sixth in the league in shots yes. per game. So, I mean, they yes. pepper the net. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing that I'll throw out. These are just kind of some random, you know, betting trends that are there in case uh, you're you are thinking about that over. And obviously, if it if it finished four to two, um, you know, you'd you'd have a push. But um, if you look at the Canes, for example, the last five games they have played against teams in the Pacific Division, all of them have gone over. Uh, on top of that, the last six games that Vegas has played this season. 
they've gone over in five out of those six. So I could understand why as a better, you might want to take the over, even though it's at six instead of at five and a half. Um, because as you said, we're talking shots on goal. We're talking a couple of teams that want to kind of show, um, you know, Vegas wants to show that they're more like the team from the last five games, whereas Carolina wants to show that they're more the team that started off the year nine and zero. So both of these teams have a lot to prove. And I think that's going to equate to a lot of shots on net. Yeah, neither one of them, as, as good as they are, are teams that basically win on defense either. They just go out and score the other <laughs> team. True. So, uh, yeah, true. I'm with you. That is going to be, uh, to, to my mind, one of the best games of the night. I'm really looking forward to actually paying attention to that one uh, as best as I can. That was going to be fun. And it will be, by the way, for those of you who have it uh, on ESPN+. Plus. So if you have that, you can basically watch it from anywhere. So that will be what I'm paying attention to in the late evening with that uh, that 8 p.m. Uh, in the mountain time zone, 7 p.m., of course, Pacific, and 10 p.m. Eastern tip. Uh, not tip, puck drop. Tip in basketball. It's a totally different thing. But the, the setup here at Sticks and Stacks, we do that with uh, baseball and hockey. You know, the sticks part. Of course, there's no baseball for a while. Hot stove league kicking up. But hockey is going full steam, and Nate Lundy is the man you will want to follow for all of it. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. If you'd like to, you can follow me at S Drotar. That's S D R O T A R. We'll do this a little bit later this week and see where we uh, stand with more of these games. And some of these teams start to sort themselves out a little bit. And uh, this seems like there's a lot of parody this year, Nate, a little more than you expected in the early going. So uh, it makes this an awful lot of fun. Thanks for all the insight today. You got it. And, you know, the other thing, we're looking way ahead, Sean. When we see this much parity, it could mean a wild ride when we get to the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That will be uh, that could be something for sure. Just something to to throw out there for you folks to be paying attention to. This one could be a wild trade deadline. This has seemed like a pretty special hockey season in the early going for at least entertainment purposes. For your team, I don't know. But for the league as a whole, it's been pretty darn good. We will catch you next time right here for Nate Lundy. I'm Sean Drotar on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.